Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Gonzalez v. State, 676SW2D437, Texas Court of Appeals, 1984. What was the verdict of this case? The decision says, quote, A jury convicted the appellant of a Class A misdemeanor offense of obscenity in violation of Texas Penal Code Annotated Section 43.23C1, Vernon 1981. The court set punishment at confinement for five days and a fine of $1,000, end quote. That was the original trial verdict. And again, I'd like to point out, $1,000 was in 1984. I wouldn't like to pay $1,000 today in 2020. But to pay it in 1984, that would have sucked. In this case, the appellant has two issues that they raise. I'm not sure I exactly follow this, but one of the issues involves the wording of a law. It says, quote, a person who promotes obscene material possesses the same with intent to promote it in the course of his business is presumed to do so with the knowledge of its content and character, end quote. And as they continue, they say, quote, in Davis versus State, the statutory presumption here involved was held unconstitutional because it violated the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The decision of the United States Supreme Court in Smith versus California was the authority for the holding in Davis, end quote. I'm not exactly sure how that technical distinction there invalidates the statute, but hey, we can celebrate it regardless. What was the offense in question here, exactly? The opinion says, quote, The evidence showed that on May 13, 1982, Houston Police Officer Joe F. Lee, the sole witness in this case, entered a bookstore in Harris County where he found the appellant, the sole employee on duty at the time, behind the counter in a position to open the cash register. The appellant was in sole and exclusive control of the premises, the only others being present, the only others present being customers. A sign outside the store stated that this was an adult bookstore and inside there were 500 to 1,000 magazines, all with their covers displayed, all sexually orientated. Officer Lee testified that everything on display in the store was sexually orientated. Officer Lee selected the magazine fully enclosed in transparent cellophane, which on its front and back covers depicted people engaged in oral and anal sex acts. The magazine was displayed on the rack in plain view in the side of the store. Officer Lee took the magazine to the counter where he purchased it from the appellant for $24.95. After paying the appellant, he left. This was the only time the appellant was ever shown to have anything to do with the store or with the magazine. He was arrested upon an arrest warrant, in this case several days later at a different location, attempted to flee when approached. End quote. Sole witness, it says. Sounds like a weak case. They only had one witness. But it's still convicted of the defendant. Alas, alas. 500,000 magazines. What do you think about that? The magazine cost $24.95. And if we adjust that for inflation, what would that be? 
close to $40. Can we assume that for that price tag, the magazine would have been a quality magazine, an awesome magazine, something exciting would have been in there? I don't see anywhere in this case where they mention the name of the magazine. In other obscenity cases I've read on this podcast, they do mention the exact name of the film or magazine in question. So for the second point of concern, they're discussing how in a couple other cases, the role of the employee makes a difference whether they're guilty of being obscene. They talk about one case, Skinner versus State, where somebody sold a ticket but didn't operate the projection film, so would they be contributing to obscenity? They do say, quote, This case is distinguishable from Skinner because the defendant herein sold the obscene magazine in question and he personally viewed the sex acts depicted on the front and back covers. End quote. I wonder what he thought about it. I don't know what I would think because I don't have a chance to see it. Alas, alas. The court also says, quote, As in the instant case, the material is a magazine which is presumptively protected by the First Amendment to the United States Constitution by Article 1, Section 8 of the Texas Constitution. Therefore, the judgment must be reversed. So it seems to suggest here that you can't presume something to be obscene, like they were quoting from that presumption of that old statute. I'm not exactly sure I follow, but hey, we take whatever victories we can get. Sometimes we fight. We may not be experts like the law judges are, but still, we put stuff out there and we can win some victories. So what happened ultimately? The appellate court here ruled, quote, the judgment is reversed and the cause is remanded for a new trial. End quote. Victory. I come across a lot of defeats in this battle, in these cases. So let's applaud Gonzalez here. Is Gonzalez still alive? If not, it is likely that God, is Gonzalez entered First Amendment heaven? So let us be like Gonzalez and let us strive to advance the First Amendment like he did. Let us fight obscenity laws. Let us push for obscenity so that we can change this world of ours. This is our calling, our mission, and let us do it so we can join people like Gonzalez in First Amendment heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.